Max. Jesus had been crucified, dead and buried. The third day he'd risen from the dead. Peter and John had seen the empty tomb. And Mary Magdalene had actually seen the Lord. But the disciples were in lockdown. Not because of a virus, but because they were afraid of the Jews. They were hiding behind locked doors. Jesus had been crucified and they expected the Jews to be looking for them to crucify them too. Then, verse 19, Jesus came to them. And what was the first thing he said to them? Peace be with you. Isn't that wonderful? When they were feeling afraid, Jesus comes and stands in the midst of them and says, Peace be with you. And that's what he does for us too when we are afraid. He comes and stands in the midst of our fear and says, Peace be with you. This is Jesus, the Prince of Peace, giving you peace. A peace that holds you steady in the storm and comforts your heart when you're worried and afraid. It's a peace that passes understanding. A peace that fills your heart when you meet with Jesus. The disciples met with Jesus and they were no longer afraid. They were glad, it says in verse 20. Jesus had come to them. He had shown them his hands and side. They met the risen Christ. And we need to meet the risen Christ. We may not physically see his hands and his side, but you and I can meet the risen Christ today. He stands in the midst of us, revealing himself to us through his word, through the testimony of these disciples and through the testimony of others who have met with him. He's here to meet with you today. If you just believe the word that comes to you through the scriptures, through the testimony of the truth. And when you meet him, you, he will want to send you to tell others about this risen Saviour. He said to these disciples in verse 21, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he says the same to us today. He wants to send us to tell others about how they can come and meet him. But before we go, we need the Holy Spirit. And here in the account in John 20, verse 22, we see that Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive 
the Holy Spirit. These disciples had been with Jesus for three years and although they had believed in him, they could not be born again. Jesus hadn't died on the cross. The Holy Spirit had been with them but was not yet in them. So now he breathes on them and invites them to receive the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens to us. When we repent and believe the gospel, we come to him and he breathes his spirit into our lives. We are born again by the spirit. New creatures in Christ Jesus. But that's not the end of it. We don't receive the Holy Spirit once and for all. We need to be continually filled with the Spirit. For these disciples, though they had received the Holy Spirit, they are visited again by Jesus in Acts chapter 1. They were all gathered together and Jesus was with them and he commands them to wait for the promise of the Father, which he tells them is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some would say that when Jesus breathed on them, they received life, new life. But here in Acts, when he commands them to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, they receive power, power to be his witnesses. And certainly that is what Jesus expects to happen in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We all know the verse. We know the promise. But do we know the power? I think we might answer yes, but no, because there are times when we are aware of the power of God working in us and through us. But other times we're not so sure. We feel weak and unable to, unable to minister in an effective way. But I want to encourage you today to wait on the Lord for his power. We really need his power if we want to be his witnesses, if we want to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He commanded these disciples to wait for it, presumably to ask for it, to expect it. And we read later in chapter 2 that on the day of Pentecost that was what happened. The Holy Spirit came as a mighty rushing wind, not just a gentle breath, 
and tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues and gave glory to God. I would love to see this happen again, wouldn't you? The great outpouring of God upon his people. It has happened in many different ways through the history of the church. When revival has swept through a town, a village, a group of people. And it may happen in a different way for each one of us. But each one of us need the baptism of the power of the Spirit to witness in our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, even to the ends of the world. And we need to have that power renewed in our lives more than once. We can't keep going on the once upon a time of our experience of God. For the disciples, they were filled with the Spirit on many occasions, not just when he first breathed on them, not just when they were baptised with him in Acts 2, but even that, a few, after that, a few days later in chapter 4, we find that Peter along with other believers, are praying for boldness to speak. And verse 31 tells us that when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So again, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then again, when they were in Samaria, they preached the gospel and the Holy Spirit came down on all of them. Again, when the word was being preached the region of Antioch, the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Later, Paul in his epistle to the Ephesians calls upon believers to be filled with the Spirit in a continual sense. And if you and I want to be effective in our work and witness for Christ, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit continually. He needs to give us power to witness. This world needs us to have power to witness. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it just relying on the fact that we know Jesus. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Send the old time power, Lord. Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning and we confess that so often we feel weak and empty and unable to witness, unable to minister in power. But Father, we thank you that you have called us to come to Jesus. And we come to him today. We open our hearts to him. We ask him to come. 
to not only breathe his spirit upon us, but to baptise us with his spirit. That we may be equipped through your Holy Spirit to reach out to this world that needs you so badly. We pray that you would come, Lord. Send us your spirit in a new way every day, Lord, that we might walk in victory, we might walk in power, we might walk in you, Lord. We ask for Jesus' sake and for his glory. Amen. And the song that we would sing if we were at church now, 